Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Hello, podcasters. I shouldn't have said get it up here before I started recording. Get Get up up here. Loose teachers were talking coming up on the podcast and Dave from the Sunshine Coast text us on the burner phone (laughs) 0484101045. You read it, Margaret. He said, my legend of an industrial arts teacher on the first day of year eight at Tools Introductions showed us some blunt tin snips and said, these are dangerous. So he threw them across... (laughs) You're allergic to tin snips, (laughs) Excuse me. So he threw them across the room and out the door. Classic industrial teacher was missing a finger from a bandsaw mishap. Well, that's why he became a teacher, because he wasn't a very good tradesman. That's, that's how you become a teacher. So he just saw some blunt tin snips, and like Gordon Ramsay, got the shits and just blew up and just threw them out the door. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, lots of interest for my mum, your dad. We were talking uh, this morning about um, the fact that they're looking for men. They've got, there's a men's shortage on the on in the streets of Brisbane. It's almost like men like to be left alone. And we had we had Maddie on the show from the Gold Coast. He nominated himself. He said, "I'm a male. I'm looking for love. I'm a single dad. I'm over the age of forty and under the age of sixty, and I might be interested in going on this show." Mm. Uh, Debbie and Leanne have contacted us. They've already put themselves forward. So I think we're going to have to follow up with them on Monday because we said, look, if Matt doesn't go through to My Mum, Your Dad on the TV show because they're casting for it currently, maybe there might be a lady in Brisbane looking for love as well. We could try and hook them up. Mm, this is interesting. We used to do Tradie for a Lady. We still do. It's coming back next year. Will, will it come back? We did it what this year, didn't fady we? Fadey for no, a Lady, like this, your life's fading we? away. Yeah, we did Tradie for a Lady one. this year, Marta. It was earlier in the year in the at Finn yeah, right. Irish yeah, But why Irish don't we do an old version but like Fadey for, for a Lady? Your life's fading away and just want one last grab Or Oldie for a Lady, maybe you're old, you know, second marriage, divorce. Oh, and the, the girl's name has to be Goldie, like Goldie Horn. She has to be blonde. Yeah. I remember I pitched the idea if two kids... That's what, that's what kids, men, old men like in a second wife. Blonde. blonde. Yeah, yeah. Um, I pitched the idea if two kids are having a fight, hmm. the reality show could be my dad, your dad, and the dads just fight each other. Fight it out. Just oh, bash each other. Could and, also be a homosexual version of my mum, your dad. Could be just your dad and my dad just getting it on. Yeah. I'd watch my mum, your mum, not my mum. I'd watch your my mum and your mum, Janine and Donna. Janine. Let's move on. (laughs) Before we get into enemy territory. Yeah, that's very wrong. (laughs) Triple M breakfast. The Triple M garage session is just around the corner, featuring Pete Murray, Diesel, and of course the Headbangers. Living in. Next Wednesday night at the Princess Theatre, we've been giving away so many tickets to Triple M fans. God, it's going to go off. We've already had one on that went off. We had a wonderful canary down the coal mine. What a glorious canary he is too. Dave Gleeson from the Screaming Jets. How did you enjoy the garage session you guys did, Gleeson? Oh, g'day, guys. No, I absolutely loved it. We did it at the Trifford. It was fantastic. John Stevens was there and James Rain. And uh, I had me two hats on that night. I was uh, I was interviewing the boys as they got to the show. And then yeah. I got to be in the show. So it was... Uh, 
you know, I've had my DJ's hat. Was it, are, we, are we DJ's anymore or not? Well, 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 we're not. Disc jockey. No. Well, we don't spin discs. There's no discs anymore. It's all audio files. What are we? Radio announcers. Shit talkers. Announcers. There you go. Broadcasters. Broadcasters. That's very serious. (laughs) Gibberish. I think Marto goes by the name of radio hostess with the mostest. Well, Gleeso, do you want thought... uh, Marto's proper title is, of course... Because I am the rum lord. The rum lord. That's not true. Rum lord. Yeah. Rum, have you heard that, Gleeso, the rum lord? No, but I like it. Gleeso, do you, other than Gleeso, do you have got a nickname? you got like a personal uh, term of endearment that people, family, um, friends close to you call my, you? Back in the old days, they used to call me McEnroe because I used to lose it. Like when I was one of seven, <laughs> one of eight kids... And I used to go, I get so angry that I couldn't get a word out edgewise. <laughs> they used to call me McEnroe or the throat. The throat, uh, just a choker. Oh, used to rile me up even more. So where did you fit in your family out of eight kids? Eight it's always kids. an interesting psychological uh, study. Middle child. I was, middle. Uh, I was, I was right which, in the middle. Which means you could have disappeared. <laughs> well, eventually eventually, I found me voice that didn't get stuck in me throat, right, and I was right. able to yell as loud as I could. I think yeah. I've got some audio, Gleeson, <laughs> I was a child here. You can't be serious, man. Yeah. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. <laughs> hey, have you heard any of these rumours about ACDC coming out to tour Australia next year? You've got your ear to the ground in the music industry. I have heard that they've been doing some recording and yeah. stuff, and... Uh, Obviously, t- time's marching on, so you'd think any time they do something, like their last uh, their last album that came out um, went to number one in like thirty countries. Uh, so they're not. It's not like they're losing any kind of uh, any fame. So uh, look, I, I, I think if they announce a tour tomorrow, it'll sell out the next day. Your tenth studio album, Professional Misconduct, debuted at number one on the Australian Aria album charts, and then again on the Aria vinyl album charts. Uh, incredible stuff! Congratulations. I know that this is a, a personal one in honour of your good mate Paul Wosine. Uh Tell us a little bit about it. What can we expect? Yeah, well, uh, it, you know, it was uh, 90, 85%, 90% of the songs on the album were written by Paulie. He's been like a, a, the main songwriter for a, quite a few years now. And yes, we had everything planned. Everything was all in, the ducks were all in a row. And sadly, he uh, suddenly passed away. So he's your main songwriter and he keeled over. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, are you okay? Uh, Sorry for your loss. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, not. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a tough time. We've been in a band together 35 years. And Holy. Toured the world and elsewhere and uh, had a great old time. But, yeah, it was uh, it's one of those things that, I guess, uh, we well, having the album ready to go, we decided we'd, uh, we'd honour the dates that we had in That's place. Nice, and, mate. Uh, and uh, yeah, leave a, a bit of a legacy of, uh, of Paulie Wozine, yeah. Do you want to hear a little bit of it, guys? I've got some of um, Second Chance as one of the singles off the album, isn't it, Gleeson? Yes, it is. Yeah, let's have a listen. Thought about a second chance You never get a Good, is it? Classic Jets. You've got yeah. an iconic sound, Glee, so it hasn't changed much over the years, mate. The fact that we've got a, a sound that we've developed over the years yeah. and, and when people hear a song, oh, that's the Screaming Jets, exactly. it's, uh, it's a bit of a nice feather in the cap. And there's a bit of rugby league in there, redemption and second chances. There's a lot of that going on in rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Glee, Absolutely. So. Thanks for your time, mate. New album, Professional Misconduct, out now in honour of Paul Wosin, Screaming Jets live yeah. shows as well.
Friday, November 3, at the Trifford. You're back there again. Saturday, November 4, at Beanley Tavern. Tickets, Screaming what? Jets. What? Beanley Tavern. I'm coming. I'm coming. That's just down the road from me, mate. Get extra security. We'll need the rum lord. We'll need the rum lord. Yes, Beanley rum lord. Because I am the rum lord. Good on you, Gleeson. Triple M. We've been there for it all. Four and 20. Australia's original fan food. Now, it's not quite this day, on this day, but it is 2nd November. I'll take you back to 2nd November 1991. I know that date exactly because on 2nd November 1990, the Wallaby squad, we had a large meeting. (laughs) And the meeting was to say, we are devoting this next year of our life to one cause and one cause only. That is to win the Rugby World Cup which was to be played in England in 1991. We progressed through the season and we were uh, all conquering that year. We got beaten by New Zealand 6-3 and we went to the World Cup. Well, here's, here's the final of the World Cup in 1991. The, uh, the end result, Australia won their first final 12 points to 6 on November 2nd, 1991. The final whistle goes. Australia said from day one they weren't coming here second and they've taken the trophy. Beat New Zealand in the semi-final, beat England in the final. It was amazing. And as the fullback for Australia for the previous three years, I thought I was going to be there. But oh, the most... oh, no. <laughs> what happened? I, I hurt my, I did my cartilage oh. uh, in August of 1991. I missed two test matches and they picked another fullback and Australia won convincingly against England. And Those Wales. windswept knees let you down. That's just the start of the windset knees, Margot. Oh, this is why they no. look like they do today. <laughs> and uh, these days, the World Cup squad has 33 players in it. In those days, our squad was 30 strong, but the World Cup only allowed you to take 26. Myself, Sam Scott Young, Peter Fitzsimons and Paul Carrozza all admitted from the squad one week before where the Wallabies went to win the World Cup. Cup. It was very embarrassing because my parents were booked on a supporters tour. They had a great World Cup watching (laughs) all my friends play. And um, that's oh. when I made a decision that carpentry might be for me. And uh, Remind us how much so you got paid great. again, Mardo, to play for the Wallabies? We got paid $20 a day when oh. we were on tour, Margot. That was some sort of uh, per day. Was anyway. that still in pounds back then? Anyway. When, uh, no, 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 $21 Australian we got paid whenever we were on tour. It was great. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about, personal oh. disappointment. Uh, that's when we were winning. What I want to talk about is this Sunday morning at 5am, you get to watch one of the most amazing World Cups ever. It's a, it's the two greatest rugby nations on earth. New Zealand, All Blacks are playing South the Africa. South African Springboks. Yes. It is a, what a humdinger. They've both won the World Cup three times. So whoever wins this will Boy. be the fourth time. There's about 20 humans who have won two World Cups. There's wow. a man playing for the All Blacks on Sunday called Sam Whitelock who will be trying to att- attempting to become the first player in history to win three World Cups. What you'll see on Sunday, is the South Africans, these enormous human beings that you go, what sort of genetic program are they running in South Africa? And they will try to squeeze the absolute shit out of the All Blacks and they'll kick and they'll hit them and the All Blacks will attempt to play rugby and hopefully that's what wins it in the end. And overnight... Australia proved themselves to be the greatest nation in wheelchair rugby when oh, we won the murder ball, murder ball yeah, the good. wheelchair rugby world championship, uh, world cup uh, final was held last night. We are the greatest nation sitting wow. down playing rugby. Wonderful. A New Zealand monster their semi. Is, are they your tip to take it all out, Marta? Who, who wins? Oh, God, it? you. 
Yeah. New Zealand to win it. And uh, to all our South African listeners, and we've got plenty, good luck, but uh, no, not for you. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Hey, we love a good reality TV show, and uh, The Voice is always a good one. The Masked Singer, obviously, is on at the moment. And it's all about the audition process. I love watching that part of it, seeing them get through, you know, the spinny chairs on The Voice. Then you've got the auditions on American and Australian Idol. And they always have the good ones, and then there's the not-so-good ones, and those ones are always my favourite because they provide a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> and I saw this one just recently on a on um, the UK Idol over in Britain and Simon Cow features. And what's the one that's married to the crazy Osborne fella? Sharon Osborne. Sharon, yeah. She's on this She's one as one well. She's one of the judges. She's one of the yeah. judges. Uh, and so I thought I'd bring this audition to your attention to see whether or not you think this is how you should audition uh, for British Idol. What's your name? Rachel. Rachel. And what do you do for a living? Nothing. I'm lazy at the moment. <laughs> Not unemployed. I'm lazy. Not a good start, perhaps. Doesn't really show that you've got um, dedication uh, to your craft, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe just doing some gigs at pubs would have been a better answer or recording music in my lounge room. You know what it shows, Marta, and I appreciate this, honesty. Well, she is honest. Mm, uh, mm. Actually, I'm not sure about that. She's either uh, not honest or she's deluded. Do you ever sing professionally? Yeah, of course. I've been singing all my life, all around the towns and everything. Okay. And how good from one to ten would you rate yourself? Ten. Mm, ten. And I say Delicious. delusional because this is her singing. Can I have a microphone then, please? She's holding a stick above my head. It'll find you. <laughs> Where I come from, there's a place called heaven. And that's a place where all the good children go. It wasn't so great. And they all just kind of sat there and went, hmm, a 10. Uh, actually, 10 being the worst, zero being the best. Well, she didn't mention that's out of 100. No, of course. She's been honest. Course. I've got some more of her here, Margot. They put another grab in. Triple M. Oh, why are you so mean to me? Oh, well, mate, people with <laughs> glass microphones. You deserve it. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Man spreading, is that what you call it, when you have to, like, open your legs and knees a little bit wider to allow and accommodate for the package that happens down in the lower man region? Um, and there's, I've just kind of come to to know the, the male privilege of man spreading, where you can take up as much room in the seat as you like, but there's a new one. It's called bloke spreading, where blokes just think that they can, you know, take over a, a plane seat. You know, the armrests? You on mean a plane? the middle one? You know, Do you mean yeah, the middle the, um, seat? Well, yeah, obviously, there's two armrests in the middle seat and generally you kind of maybe share it with the people beside you. Someone goes no, forward, no. someone goes backwards, no, or you just no. use one or the no. other. No, if you're, if in, the you're, middle, unfortunate you're in the middle, you get both? Sit, if you're unfortunate to be sitting in the middle, you own both of those because oh, the person on your right has a right-hand one and the person on your left has a left-hand one and they get a little bit more room. Well, well here I, we go. I, one, I, triple, I, three, I, five, I, three. I, Let the games begin, ladies and gentlemen, because the debate... Debate has uh, there's a fiery debate that's been uh, sparked uh, about male privilege and plane oh etiquette after a woman has called out a tradie for using both the armrests on a Qantas flight. Oh How did she know he was a tradie? Like did well, he have he a was, nail bag he's wearing on? Or yeah. 
He's wearing high vis. He looks like a FIFO kind of worker. Yep. Uh, she says she takes to Twitter, of course, because that's where you go. Sorry, Hashtag e- Cranky Karen. X. X. X what? Twitter. X does Oh, sorry. X. X. How dare you misbrand? I apologise. You, you Elon. misgendered. Just in case Twitter. Elon's listening. Hello, X. Elon. Sorry. Sorry, Elon. <laughs> she took yep. to she took to X <laughs> and did. said, asking in inverted commas, yeah. asking for a uh, friend. Oh, I'm the friend. Christ. Why do blokes assume they are entitled to two armrests? <sighs> Hashtag cranky Karen. She captioned the image. Oh, so she captioned herself. She's had some bad luck in love recently, hasn't she? And she's taking it out on all men. The post swiftly attracted an avalanche of comments from fellow female travellers who had encountered similar behaviour. Oh, my God. In tongue-in-cheek responses to the incident, one comment suggested to do, do as I do, just link arms with him and say very gently, I've been waiting for you. Ooh, now it's getting weird. Well, then he'll follow you around and you'll have to marry him. Well, this you is know. where the term bloke spreading came to the situ- into the situation. Uh, they pointed out that it was not just man spreading, the spreading of the legs, but it was also more a severe case of bloke spreading where an additional male body part takes advantage of available space to determine the nearby occupants. Hold on. <laughs> Filling a vacuum of some sort. There are arms and legs just move where there's no... Uh, They're like, uh, it's like there. Bruce Lee, be like water. They just fill the container. Well, I think... The thing to take into account here is, look, travelling on a plane is not the most comfortable of forms of travel for anyone, right? No matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter what seat you find yourself in, there's always a level of uncomfortability being so closely confined into other people's space. So just some sort of, like, small level of consideration generally uh, you would like to think is it adhered to when you're, you know, surrounded by strangers that you're not familiar with, just a maybe an acknowledgement of who's going to be using the armrest. If you're or, in the middle, you get both. I agree with Marto. Because you're in the middle, that's a punish. So you get the two, and if you're on the sides, you get the one and you lean out. Marto, is that yeah. correct? To, to make it a rugby league analogy, you know how the front runner and the dummies to him, he can't just disappear uh, into the defensive line. Sometimes he gets in, in trouble, and men just, you gotta, you got to be somewhere. You can't just disappear into nothingness. We're a little bit bigger than girls. Well, apparently that's what women want us to do, Marto. That's all I'm hearing right now, just disappear into nothingness. Disappear. We're doing our best out here. <laughs> oh, stop you it. Know, when's International Men's Day? Because I'm feeling a bit down. <laughs> it's, it's in a couple of weeks, shortly. actually. Thank God. One, no, triple, go. three, five, three. Yeah. What did you have to sit next to on the plane? I yeah, want to talk, talk plane etiquette. Is this a men v. women thing? Because I don't really want to make it no. like men versus women no, because some I women saw... might be okay with men having the middle seat and spreading their legs and spreading their arms out all over the place. Some women might be okay with that. I saw a woman on a plane. There was a spare seat in the middle between us. She was on the right, I was on the left. Had her, She went and took the unoccupied seat with her legs and her toes were touching Ew, my right-hand arm right, armrest. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, a pic of you. someone who in the seats behind had their foot going through, like they had their feet oh, up and it's come that's through. that's disgusting. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're, so you look just immediately Other to your left. Other people's feet are gross. And there's a foot. I've seen a picture of someone Other, trimming their toenails on a plane. Other people. Feet are yeah, gross. Yes. That's exactly right. One triple three five three. Plane etiquette. Let's talk about it. I mean, I don't know if our people are plane travellers. Maybe it's bus or train. What have you seen on yeah. public transport? Uh, the uncouthness. Can of I run one by you? These days. People who bring their own food onto the plane. Oh, I'm okay with cheese that. butter. That's a mark. I'm okay with the food. I'm a, I'm a snack girl. Margot's got a charcuterie board yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a knife through security. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Tamara got onto us on the burner phone. Is this what you mean, Tamara from Kenmore? Thanks, love. Um, I know you guys love a bachelor's handbag. Mm. I was on a flight back from Melbourne last Sunday and a bloke not only pulled out a bachelor's handbag, he had the bread rolls and pasta salad to go with it. Play on. Was it the pilot? (laughs) I'm probably into a bit of snacking on the plane, but a whole meal, wow. Did he at least offer... Tomorrow, yeah, a Eddie? wing or something. Would right. you like a wing? Do you want me yes, to make you a little sanger while I'm at it? As the lady comes <laughs> past with a trolley, just put the barbecue chicken on it and go dish that out, love. Uh, and serve so it up. It around. One triple three five three. Mark and Bracken Ridge. Mark. Yes, guys. Listen, I uh, got a plane back from Perth, sitting in the aisle seat, and I dozed off, and I woke up, and uh, the lady beside me had her legs open. Oh, using you as like a cushion. Where, well, where, were, where were her feet? Where were her feet uh, on your body? Like her, uh, probably on the look because I was on the right hand side, so she'd be on the left leg. Yeah, wow. Just yeah, like, it just blew me away. And I'm looking, going, wow. What do I do here? Are you what a cuddly you fella, Mark? Are you like, are you comfortable She's to put legs on like a big cushion? Nestled on in. Well, I'm not. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm, you know, six foot, but I wouldn't say I'm cuddly. Did you give her the idea or the indication, maybe that? Mm. Did you give her a little? No, well, hey, hey, no, going? Where are you going? Uh, Mark, I was sitting there and I watched people. You know, when you watch people come on the plane, you go, "Oh, mate, I hope you don't sit next to me." And <laughs> yes. then, and then <laughs> no, they, then I they don't come. know what you're talking about, Mark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if, you walked, if you walked on the plane, Mark, I would sit there going, "Well, I hope she sits beside me." Oh, anyway, sweet. Or oh, you would go, "Oh, geez, I hope she doesn't sit next to me. She won't bloody shut up all yeah. flight unless yeah. she's bringing a barbecue chicken and come on yeah, in, love." Barbecue chicken with a ham and salad roll. <laughs> How did it finish up, Mark? Did you say anything? I just. Uh, I just sat there. No, I didn't. I was, uh, no. I was you should have woken up and said you could have at least given me dinner first, love. Yeah, well, us? yeah, dinner be good. <laughs> no, it was funny. I just sat there like a, like a, like a starter gazelle and I'm sitting there going, what, what do I do? <laughs> do you get what a number? What do you do? Well, did you get a she number? She didn't say anything? She didn't remember. Yeah, we went on a we on a couple of dates. Oh, no, right. I didn't. Yeah. Take her to the Bullets this weekend. Mark will give you the basketball tickets, buddy. You can take her courtside. She can nice. put her feet up on you. We'll give her a shout-out. Oh, the lady yes, that came back yeah. on the red eye, oh. seat 16D, that's sat next to Mark. He's looking for a hot date for the Bullets. Mark, was that you? Because I did sit on 16D. <laughs> wow. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was going to say, that would have been good. Model, Margo and Dan on Triple M. Funny old night in rugby league tomorrow night, of course. It's uh, just the Pacific Championships, they're on, and uh, kangaroos are playing the Kiwi, and you go, oh, that'll be a big clash. But I'm not sure because it's only sort of part of the round robin because next week both the kangaroos and Kiwis have already qualified for the final. So <laughs> what's going to happen tomorrow night? There's going to be players rested. There's all Munster might be injured. Nico Hines might get a run. There's all sorts of question marks. We need to get to the bottom of this. It's happened in the NRL a bit this year with the Broncos Storm. Remember, there was thinking that... Played well, one they, week. And that's it, right. Yeah. They might play each other. So the same thing happened, Kaiser. Didn't the Broncos rest eight players? Is that the issue when this sort of thing happens, mate? Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of an issue in the sense that it's, uh, you know, the way that they play it, um, it was always going to be Australia being New Zealand. Some was thrown in there, but uh, they quickly sort of found themselves out of the race. So the, these two teams, you know, they play each other this week, but... Guess what? They then play each other again next week. So it's a, I wouldn't say a nothing game because every time you get to represent your, your, your you know, your colours, it's it's a, it's always something. But 
uh, the game that just keeps on giving. What are we going in November off the back of a World Cup year and we're continually talking about rugby league? So there you go. Is this a bit of scope creep, cause Because Marto likes to talk about scope creep where there's a bit of work that creeps into the normal uh, you know, scope of works that you do, which is the NRL season. Then you've got the NRLW. Now you've got this international. Is this a bit of work creeping into the schedule? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like that. at the start of the season. Um, you know, this wasn't this wasn't a sanctioned event. It was only through, uh, I think, about June that it was sort of then uh, delivered that these guys were going to play the Pacific uh, Test. So, um, look, like I said, I mean, for the players' point of view, uh, an extended. Um, season, 27 rounds, then you throw Origin, then you throw you know, semi-finals and grand finals. So I think in that first game that Australia played in Townsville, I think there was 12 players that had played in the grand final. So it's quite a lot of football. So, which is why you can understand why you know, Payne Haas and a couple of other players uh, aren't playing uh, for Australia. Hey, uh, Cos, I see big announcement yesterday by Foxtel. They're sending, uh, as part of the Las Vegas weekend to open the season next year, they're sending the Matty Johns show, NRL 360 and various other rugby league identities, sending them over to Las Vegas. Now, I know all the teams that are involved in that weekend, the four teams, they're trying to say, no, we're we're, we're at the start of our season. Uh, We're not going to play up. But I would say all the Foxtel boys, they'll be having a fair bit of fun. Uh, I, I would suggest that you're pretty right in saying that. I mean, how good's Matty John's show? It's the loosest show there, the least show that they put in any sort of preparation. <laughs> yet they get the uh, they get the dream run. So, uh, could but you I imagine mean, look, Tallis, oh, Fle- Tallis, Fletcher, John, and Hindmarsh? Fletcher and, and Hindmarsh. I mean, they may not come home, Corey. They might move yeah, into make, the Bellagio well, permanently. To make things worse or better, which way have you want to look at it? They're going over for a little bit of recon, um, oh, you know, in a, like next month. Like, why do you oh, need that. to go over just to check it out and see what's happening? But it uh, should be a big event. You Anyone haven't managed yourself get, to get yourself a gig, Cos. You're not mm. going? Uh, look, I'm, I'm rallying very hard. It would make <laughs> absolutely no sense at all. Why, why would they play rugby league in Vegas and not take some, you know, some talent like myself and Ray uh, yeah. Master and McGuinness and Cooper and these sorts of players? Well, if we're taking the Broncos, Corey, my mind immediately would go to who has scored the most points for that. Oh, I'm looking at the list now. It's Corey Parker. We better take the highest ever yeah. point scorer. Three we? times Paul yeah. Morgan winner. Yeah, yeah incredible stuff. Hang on, are you pitching yeah. for Corey to go too, Mark? Well, I, I, I would assume that he gets to take his partner plus oh, one. Well, well, which would be as me. A rugby league, as a rugby league correspondent for Triple M <laughs> outside of Dobbo, who's of going course. to nine. Should actually go too, right? On, on another point, did anyone see the um, the state dinner that Albo had with Joe Biden in Washington last night? Did anyone see who was there? Peter Volandis. Uh, was Peter Volandis there? I believe. He was, he was there to sprue Las Vegas to Joe Biden. <laughs> God, he's good. Is he one Could of the Biden six? turn up for that Las Vegas weekend? Imagine if, you know, he meets Adam Reynolds and goes, what are those tattoos you've got? Imagine if Joe Biden's Love next press him. conference, like Renault, he's got his drawstring undone, just hanging down, <laughs> he's waddling to and from the podium. Peter Volandis is an incredible operator, Corey. Is he one of the slickest you've encountered? Yeah, very much so. A little bit like his hair. Very <laughs> slick operator. Corey, thank you for your time, sir. Thanks, guys. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Brisbane has. Oh, gentlemen of Brisbane, South East Queensland, I'm talking to you. Are you a single dad struggling to find love? We may have the answer for you. Open your hearts to a whole new world. I would love for Dad to find that special someone. Bye, Dad. Love you. For these single parents, 
It's a new chance to feel love. Uh, this is Kate Langbrook's show, yeah? That's exactly yeah. right. My, my, my mum. My dad, your dad? My mum, your yeah, dad. That's it. Uh, series three, casting call is out there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I should say mean? just gentlemen, uh, because there's plenty of ladies lining up for the next season and they're looking for some men who are looking for love. Oh. Well, tell me about this. Have they reached out to you and said, can you give us a hand finding some more blokes? But friend of mine. plenty of women. friend of mine on the inside, Marto, is a casting producer yeah. uh, for my mum, your dad, and she said, babe, what? we need blokes. You talk to them every day. Where are they? What yeah. are they up to? Are they looking for love? Um, she said, we really need men, and I'm the only person in Queensland casting. The rest are interstate, so I spend my whole day trawling through the apps to try and find single blokes who are looking to get out and amongst what, 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 what apps is she going on? Like all the uh, dating apps fish, and stuff? fish, Tinder, I'm sure, I don't no, know, any Bumble. of the others, Bumble. She yeah. said she's also street casting as well. So she's just walking what? around the streets of Brisbane looking for single men um, or single dads, I should say, yeah, um, because one of the requirements creepy, is, is is that you, oh, you take a doing? child with you. What? what do we know? She's just walking down the road just saying to blokes, uh, Oi, are you, you single? Oi, you came for it? If you are, are you aged, doing? if you are a man aged between right. 40 and 60 with kids over the age of 18... Then the help is here. Apply now. Yeah, so the way the show works is the kids design the dates, I think. So you need – the kid is a big factor in it. So they need to be old enough to set up what happens Because uh, the they date. sit and watch their yeah. parents date other parents with the other kids of the other parents. I wonder if the blokes aren't applying because they were put off by some of the females last year because this is the oh, second season. Geez, I thought they settled for the toys. Ooh. Look, I'm literally supporting every lithium factory in Australia Whoa. right Woo. now. The world, maybe even. I need shares in Duracell. Oh, spicy. Mm. Spicy. Yeah. They're thirsty for it. I mean, who doesn't want a bit of that action? Uh, one, triple, three, five, she three. She needs an energizer I'm, gift card. I want to take some you? applications right here, right now. If you are a man, a single dad with a child over the age of 18, aged between 40 and 60, or if you know a man that your fits dad. this criteria. Your old man. My dad's 60. Not your old. old man. I'm talking oh. to the listeners. You don't <laughs> oh, I was going to say, my, my dad's good. Uh, but if you have a dad or an uncle or a brother or a mate or a friend or somebody that fits this criteria, we want to hear from you. We, we are, potentially are you could put you forward as a candidate for this show. What Am I serious? To, is there is there a, t- a type that you need? Is no, like a, anyone. It's open to anyone 40. and everyone, Marto. 40 to 60, I told you, with kids oh. over the age of 18. Oh, and if oh. you are a man, Look at this. If you might have a friend that you might Phones. want to dob in and tell us a little bit about them. You might be okay. a bloke driving along in your truck or on the work side and say, hey, Jace, that sounds like you, mate. Yeah, Jace, if your ears is pricked up because your name is Jace, we are talking to you, Jason. One triple three five three. In the Black Hilux, call us right now. Give us a call and we could put you forward. I'll pass on your details to my mate in casting. This could be you. Matt from the Gold Coast. Does that sound like you? Are you single? Yes, I am, Margot. How are you? Are you a man? Oh, I think so. Are you aged between 40 and 60? Do you have kids over the age of 18? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And you're looking for love? Yes, I am. Um, I was at the um, the brewery with you, uh, with my mate Stu. I'm the Milko. Oh, yeah. How are you, Matty? I used to play footy with Corey. Yeah, good job, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good. Yes, I look, that fits all the categories. Yes, I do. Okay. Is it tough? It's a tough out there, the dating world, all those apps, no real face-to-face connection? 
honest to God, I haven't even been doing it. I've just been working, and um, yeah, I'm hoping that one day it'll fall. But um, you know, if it's going to work out this way, it might work out good. Do you get lonely sometimes late at night? No, mate. I enjoy my own company. I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's not what the girls want to hear. <laughs> yes, well, they mate. do. They want someone yeah. who just lay in the bed next to them while they uh, scroll yeah, through I'm... their reels on Instagram <laughs> and ignore you. Very, that's uh, true love. Very, very uh, simple person <laughs> I am. Yeah, so Matt, have you been on any dates recently, mate? Like in, in the last few years, have you had any disasters? Mate, I um I had this uh, one ex that I, I I had to get rid of her. She was um yeah she was just be careful. Me you're dry. on the radio, Matt. Yeah, don't name yeah. her, but tell us everything yeah. about her. Mm. Oh no no no, just like I, like she didn't work, and you know I worked. She had all my food, and just yeah, it was just a real. It wasn't working for me. So, yeah, yeah okay. I, oh, that's like being married. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having yeah, children. Yeah. Hey, Maddie, yeah, was, um, yeah. what would what would the best date for you be? <laughs> Man, I am I am so simple. I'm I'm just happy for like even just uh, like a. Even the surf club meal and a walk in the beach, even just something simple. Yeah. Matt, I need some vital specs on you. Um, you know, I don't want to be too personal, but we're going to need height, weight, eye colour, age, all that gear. Hair colour. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, 176 centimetres, about yeah. 80 kg. 510, um, your weight. Blue, blue, blue green eyes. Um, yeah. Balls on top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah um, that's it. I've got a chin, um, like a small goatee. chin. Excellent. Who would play you in a movie, Matt, of a, a famous oh, actor? Sounds like Bruce Willis. Oh, no, I'd go like a Heath Ledger, maybe. Maybe. Heath oh, Heath Ledger. Isn't he dead? Danny DeVito? No, oh, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm not that short. No. <laughs> no. All right, Matt. Well, um, you sound keen and interested. Like a to- I know you're a top bloke. We've met you. Uh, I'm going to put you forward to my friend who's in the oh, casting department at My Mum, Your Dad. I reckon we go. I think Appreciate this has it. taken everyone by surprise, this amazing opportunity. Can we leave it open over the weekend? Yeah. Speak to your single mates. Like, it's hard to dob yourself in like, Matt, that's very courageous of you. Mm. But dob in your mate. Like, I've had three text messages. A guy called John Salmon from Salmon Plumbing. Oh, we know all John. His mates, all his mates have dobbed him in. He'd be very keen to go on the show and he'd be quite a catch. Oh, is that a salmon joke? You are. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't a salmon joke. Puns you do on the show. What a catch. Wind the but puns what I'd down. say is over the weekend, think about any of your mates yeah. who could be on this show and we might revisit, like send Text it into the Text us on the burner phone, 0484 they're, they're looking for men yeah. of southeast Queensland. They need some Queensland contestants, 40 to 60 years of age, single dads with kids over the age of 18 looking for love. While we're doing salmon puns, let's just throw out another line here. If Matt mm. tickled your fancy... Just, I just want to get a, a vibe on this. Text us as well, ladies, 0484 10104. Run our own dating show. Yeah, or if you think Matt... Single can, mums. Is that, that all right with you, Matt, if we just get a... Yeah, go hard, interest? go all right. hard, mate. Yeah. Give us a text then or call us, 13353. Now, just before we push on here, mm. um, there was an application lodged the other day that I'm happy to approve for the wall of sound. We have sounds we often play. Like, just sitting at home watching TV. This bloke here condemning something. Oh, just shaking head and think, lucky to be alive. Well, I'm happy to one say the, the application the other day for this one has been approved. It's made it onto the wall of sound. Doing that adult crime, you've got to do that adult time. Congratulations, Martin. Well done. I think he's the Minister for Youth uh, Justice, that man. Anytime we talk about youth crime, we'll be able to use that 
now. Mm. Well, one popped Wonderful. up in my feed yesterday, and we talk F1 from time to time. Verstappen is just absolutely monstering it. He's won 15 yeah. races so far this year. Second he's place, unbeatable. Perez Mato is on two wins. That's right, he's unbeatable. Not great news for our Oscar, no. who we want to see up there. He keeps podiuming, but not at the top one. Yeah, and Dan Ricciardo is back in the mix again, and I just figure I'm just going to get this on the wall of sound. Whenever we speak about... Daniel Ricardo, could I just ask everyone to have just this grab in the back of their mind and just give me the point? Yep. Instead of saying his name, we will say... Please, let's give a big round of applause and welcome back eight-time Grand Prix winner and one of the friendliest drivers in the F1 grid, Daniel Ricardo to Oracle Red Bull Racing. <laughs> one of the greats. Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo. Sometimes he is a bit of a Ricardo. Did you hear him at the press conference? He's a strange cat. He's I a like strange him. cat. I like him, but he's... Well, he, he had that broken hand and he's missed five races and let mm. other guys have a bit of a go. Yeah. Like, why can't you just drive with your knees like the rest of us do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any shame, though. Uh, he put what himself forward at the press conference and before he sat down to answer a bunch of questions, he asked them this question. Can I fart? What? Can I fart? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Come on. Stop it. One standing and then sat down and while his teammates around him giggled and the journos were trying to figure out what was going on, he punched out another one into the seat. Was he wearing his suit? He was wearing his suit. (laughs) That's just punishing himself. There were people taking photos of his fart. Walk out and do it in privacy. The camera, camera, were they heat seeking? (laughs) Were they infrared cameras, were they? Looking for vapour. Maybe you should ask permission in here, Mardo. Sometimes. He doesn't know they're happening sometimes. They just fall out. Well, you've got to get your lighter ready. (laughs) Mardo, Margo and Dan, you can listen in the car or wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Hey, guys, I've solved uh, what I think is potentially a problem that I um, I hold, and that is sometimes the lack of mind. You know, sometimes I say silly things or, you know, I don't quite think no. it out. No, or no, don't you. be tough on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's when you combined in a quiz, the answer mm. was either Germany or yeah. Brazil, Mardo, and she said to guarantee Germany. she couldn't lose. And I, I always thought it was potentially still a bit of a, a hangover of baby brain, you know, even though my, my yeah. youngest child is now almost eight. Teenager brain. You know, like that post-baby weight, post-baby brain. Mm. I'm still carrying both of those things from my last, my fourth <laughs> child, who's nearly eight. Uh, but I found out scientifically there's there's research to back oh. the, the, what my brain feels in the morning. I found out the reason. People who hit the snooze button... Based on the research, when you drift back into yeah. sleep, it triggers your brain to go into a sleep cycle that typically lasts between 75 and 90 minutes. And when oh. the alarm goes back off... In five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. You're in what they call a state of sleep inertia. Oh, so you're all... Oh, it impacts oh. your productivity for okay. four hours. So you sleep your so way through this show. Sleep inertia. That's Mardo, the problem. It makes sense, for four hours. So I'm sorry, guys, but you've still got another three hours of this. Okay. <laughs> Set your alarm, Mardo. Because mm. I hit, does it matter how many times you hit the snooze button? I hit it twice. 
on mm. that. Marta, I think. Is that what did she say? Has it been going on for three or four years? This brain fog of yours. <laughs> Marta, did she say come... ninety minutes per snooze button? So does that mean it's three hours? What's well, the length of the show? <laughs> Remind me how many times you hit your snooze button yesterday morning? Uh, three like... times yesterday. Normally it's oh, just twice, but it's three, three times. times at, I normally leave home at four thirty, and Corey yes. said to me at four twenty-seven, "You should probably get out of bed." And you were like, one more snooze. I was like, come on, one more snooze. <laughs> <laughs> the only place to be for Melbourne Cup is the Regatta Hotel. Book now at regattahotel.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. Well, you talk about that. Of course, the supercars down the coast, and if you're fortunate enough to have tickets, uh, have a great time, fill your boots and uh, enjoy. But for many others, planning your weekend starts today, Margot, and I know a lot of partners might be saying to their uh, their other halves, listen, there doesn't seem to be a lot of on this weekend. We could probably spend a fair bit of time together. Oh, that's so romantic. All right, here's your reply. Wake up to yourself oh. because I'll tell you what's on. Starting uh, tonight, so you'll finish work this afternoon, let's say. Tonight, the Roar are on. They're playing a virtual state of origin Which match one? against Sydney FC. Which and then the Bullets play the Wildcats tonight. The over Roar, Marta. So the Brisbane Roar, they're the orange team. Oh, orange the team. Around. Thank you. Yep. So that's first up. And then you go, oh, well, listen, tomorrow morning. No, not tomorrow morning. The third versus fourth. England versus Argentina is on for the playoff for the bronze medal in the Rugby World Cup's on at five o'clock. Right. And then you'll find yourself, that'll be over at seven. Yep. And then you could probably take an opportunity to say hello to the kiddies, like, what's your name? Okay. <laughs> Who are you again? Good. What's my Give window Give them a rub there. on the head. How Get long have I got? What have I got with them? 40 minutes or so? No, oh, you've got you've got two and a half to three hours, Gee, but make sure much. you leave a bit of time for yourself before the supercars <laughs> qualifying starts ah. and all the top. And then, of course, at 11 o'clock, the first race is on uh, in the Cox Plate Day, one of the premier oh. days on the Australian Jake, Racing Carnival. get your dad a beer out of the fridge, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Put another couple in the fridge. I'll need some for later. So then you go, oh, well, that's all over. And then, of course, New Zealand plays uh, Australia in the rugby league tomorrow night. Oh, so, yeah. And then, Surely there'd be some meat in over, a smoker somewhere. You just got to take five. Is there five minutes mm, I can just go and ch- check the meat in the smoker, Marto? You'll need to have a TV out there near that one and one inside because at the same time, Australia plays New Zealand in the cricket oh, on Saturday gosh. night. And you go right through, and of course the qualifying's on for the Mexican Formula One oh my God, overnight on Men Saturday. Men of Brisbane won't be sleeping all weekend, Friday through and then Monday. Fri- then Sunday morning, you go, oh my God, the Rugby World Cup finals on between New Zealand and South Africa at five till five seven, and then you oh you again find yourself with a bit of downtime. I'll leave you to spend that with the family. Some Check on real the kids. Dedicated. But Jake, get that fork out of the PowerPoint, buddy. And then what time because is the Gold Coast 500 final fi- kick off on Sunday? On 9.30 Sunday that'll oh, be on. So, so spend that quality hour. have got two hours with the kids, right? Go, go all the way through. The Matildas are playing in Perth at some time. I can't really quite put my finger on it. Then, of course, the Bullets are on in Brizzy. And then you go, whew. Back to work tomorrow, but no, the Mexican Grand Prix, you'll have to get to work late on Monday because that'll be on for live from, I think, the 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Incredible. We just got a texter on the burner phone. Every 7-Eleven in Brisbane is sold out of no-dos. So Mm. thank you for prepping us, Marto. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Stay sustained and may the force be with you. Hey guys, 27th of October today, little uh, one to note down in the calendar, it's World Teachers Day. So big hats off to all the teachers out there. I know there's plenty of you listening, uh, driving your cars on your way to work in the morning, dropping your kids at school. they're already there marking the roll, Margot. Yeah, we have a a few that uh, 
call in earlier in the morning. They play our last person standing game. They always win because they know all the answers to all the questions. Mm. Uh, but hats off to the teachers. I just wanted to give them a big shout out. Yeah, uh, the teachers that are teaching the Parker kids every day for... Six hours, five days a week. Good luck to them. Uh, And hats off to them because they do an incredible job. If they need (laughs) counselling, they can get in touch (laughs) with us on the burner phone. Margot can cover that. Uh, But being uh, Teacher's Day, we've actually had a few people contact us uh, on the burner phone, 0484 101045. The leadership team at Kingston State School are giving a big shout out to all their teachers today who always go above and beyond for their students, both inside and outside of the classroom. Kingston State School, here you go. Kingston State. State School, well done. Uh, Kerry from Tingalpa wanted to give a shout out uh, to the teachers at Wynnum State High School. My daughter started her year 12 exams yesterday, was so nervous, but the teachers there have been incredible putting their arm around the kids and settling their nerves. Well done to the teachers at Wyndham State High School. And now we're going to give you the opportunity. If you, 13353, want to give a bit of a shout out to a teacher uh, that you encountered in your schooling years, maybe the best teacher you nah. ever encountered. I mean, we've all had good teachers. That's all good and well, Marto. Can we yeah. no, Are you thinking let, what I'm thinking? They get enough acknowledgement. Let's yeah. go the loose teachers, yeah. the ones you really remember. <laughs> like the teacher who gave you, the, gave you the whole English exam the day before it was on just so he looked a little bit better. They never did that, did they? Oh, they did at my school. Christ. No, no one oh, we gave had a teacher. me the teacher. Our chemistry teacher, one term our assignment was, we all went home at just before the break with a bottle of rum. We'd learned how to what? make rum. Yeah. Oh, he was. Tr- that's what chemistry's all about. Can I shout school? out to my chemistry teacher, Mr. Sinclair, yeah. who we yeah. did an experiment with sodium one day. He was showing how reactive it is in water, and he yeah. had like a fist full of it, and he just took off a tiny little piece and dropped it in the saucer, and it exploded. <laughs> and someone said at the back, "Hey, sir, what happens if you throw the whole fistful in?" And he looked around and he got a spark in his eye. He went, okay, everyone, come hide behind my desk. So we all went up the front. Go to your bomb shelter. Lobbed it like a grenade over the shoulder and it hit a saucer of water, exploded. The whole room, Marto, was full of smoke. And he said, oh, hang on. If you've got asthma, get out now. Too late, That's loose. Marto, you've told us a story before about um, learning gambling and putting on bets with one of the teachers at your school. Because that's maths. That sort of operation are they running? Loose teachers. They're operating a a life course. That's how you get through life. How how about we celebrate teachers because it is World Teachers Day today Mm. and they do do an incredible job. They are a Mm. different species of human being, being able to put up with other people's children, you know, for long periods of time. They're special. One, triple, three, five, three. Don't you get serious on us. More more of this, Marto, is what we want. So this teacher picked up a pencil case and threw it at a student. The compass has punched out through the end of the pencil case. (laughs) Hit this guy, Martin Lee with his name oh. in his forehead and the pencil case is stuck to his forehead. <laughs> we all lost it. Stop it. Oh, the chemistry teacher kept telling me stories. He was one drop away from making nitroglycerin. So they put it in the explosion cabinet and they blew the ball out <laughs> the back wall out of the kit lab. <laughs> Obviously, we don't condone that behaviour, but we acknowledge that it happens and we want to hear about it. Best and loosest teachers. Yeah. 13353. Well, teachers day, let's give them a shout out. Yeah. Hats off to the teachers. They do such a good job, but every now and then a student you know, responsible for yeah. the future generations yeah, just of teach, this world. Just teach responsibly, guys. <laughs> Male teachers love throwing things, so let yeah. me tell you right now. Is this now, all boys' school type of stuff? No, we talk public school, guys, girls. Talk to yeah. Philip here. He's, he's got a science teacher he wants to tell us about as well. From were you, Did you go to school in Caboolture, Philip? That's where you're calling from. 
Uh, no, I uh, went to school at um, in Woodridge. Oh, yeah. good, good. <laughs> Who is your favourite loose teacher? Um, would have to be uh, my science teacher, Mr. Warasingi. Mm-hmm. And what did he get um, up to, Philip? Well, he was showing us an experiment with some chemicals and things like that, and he decided to show us what would happen if you added too much of a certain chemical mm. yeah. and ended up um, burning down the science lab. Oh, no. Yeah. They seem to like that trick, but it doesn't often work in their favour, does it, Philip? No, that, no, that's right. It always seems to fail for them. Oh, well, is that a fail, <laughs> though, Philip? Because what did you learn? You learned if you add too much of this. Don't mix those the, together. The fire department come. That's a lesson. Yeah, that's that's true, and it was exciting day, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. You, hmm. You're not remembering your your uh, geography teacher who taught you about Istanbul being the capital of Turkey, etc. You're talking about the day the science lab burnt down. <laughs> That's right. Yes, that's right. he's the best teacher at the school. Mick Incredible in Gympie. Stuff. Did you go to school in Gympie, Mick? Yeah, I did. Oh, great! What do you got for us, local? Oh, we had a we had a we had a bloody we had the best teacher in the world. He was a, he was a maths teacher, and we had we had a oh, we had a couple of girls and mostly boys because they're in the country school. And yeah. we used to stir up this piece of so bad. We used to pick up the chairs and throw it at us. Mm. One day, oh God, a whole chair, well, like wrestling, like WWE, <laughs> a folding chair over there, smashing yeah, it over a, kids' yeah, heads with a four-legged chair. <laughs> we set him, we set him up one day. So we uh, we, uh, we opened up the big um, window, and when it started staring at him, he picked up. He looked at me. Oh, he threw it. I ducked. He went through the window. Hit the headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>